Hi and welcome to Badger and Tara's podcast. You are here. I am here. It's a very strange thing. I'm sorry. I'm looking at Tara and I know you can't see this, but she's got a face full of makeup on (laughs) and I never ever see this. It's like, I think in in all of the time I've known her, like, what was it, 10, 12 years or something like that. Um, I think it's only three times I've seen her with a face full of makeup. It's very bizarre, I have to say. I have to make an effort for you. (laughs) Yeah, right. In a blue moon. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Whatever. Um, Now then, uh, on the show today, do you have any drink ideas I can have in the evening to stop me having a gin? My gosh, that's a terrible thing to say. Um, But we start off with, I make plans, but I don't stick to them. What tips do you have to help me stop giving up on myself? Right. So, um, first up then, how do you actually do it? Because lots of people make a plan. Some of those don't last past Tuesday. Yep. Some of them last a month. Some of them last six months. Some of them last six years. And then all of a sudden, uh, it all falls off and everything goes wrong. Yeah. Um, I think that what a lot of people do is they say, right, that's it now. I'm on it. I'm going to lose some weight. And they actually don't make a plan they just say that they're going to lose weight and the way that they're going to lose weight is they're going to get up and do a workout but then they don't do it and then they're going to eat healthier so they they don't eat chocolate that day and Uh. and they don't eat something else and they maybe have a they skip their breakfast and then they'll have a rubbish lunch and then they're so starving by the end of the day that they're like oh my gosh this is too hard so they don't actually come up with one a specific plan and two a sustainable plan So the first thing I would recommend anybody do is get a pen and paper and write down exactly what you want and realistically by when. And then you can work your way backwards. So you can break it down. So let's say you wanted to lose a stone in 14 weeks then. So... Instead of thinking about buying That's a pound weeks. a week. Yes, yeah. Can you see why I made that up I can then? see I what you did there. You're really good at your sums. <laughs> I know. This one, anyway. Um, so you can see then that if you've got something coming up in 14 weeks' time and you would like to lose stone, then realistically, you can lose a pound a week. That way, then, when you only in inverted commas, lose a pound a week, you shouldn't be disheartened by it only being a pound because a lot of people want like six pounds overnight, don't they? Mm. And then because they don't get that instant gratification, then they feel very deflated because so-and-so down the road did this and she lost that much and now I haven't and I'm such a loser. So should we point out at this point that it is perfectly possible that you might lose, say, for example, in the first week, three or four pounds? Yes. And then don't, seriously don't knock yourself out because you only lose half a pound the week after absolutely and because the body will when you make these big changes initially uh, your body will burn fat if you're moving more if you're eating less then the simple you know equation of that then is you're going to get those results however let's say you did lose four pounds in the first one you may not lose any more then the next week or the week after um and you could even say you're working harder and that is where then people go this isn't working for me but you've just got to keep on going people will start one plan and then they won't get the results quick enough or they do in the beginning and then it slows down so then they think it's not working so they jump to the next thing jump to the next thing and they never actually see anything through so if you were to write yourself that 14 week plan where you only were going to realistically lose a pound a week and then you've lost a stone um you know do it with um 
sensible eating, mm. yes, cut out the junk majority of the time, but still have it. Mm. Um, this is one thing I was speaking with my clients about this morning. Uh, one of the girls had afternoon tea and she was like, I feel really bad now. I'm gutted that I did it. And it's like, well, actually, you've been like so good for six days that you need to have these things as a bit of a reset because it, then it really brings back this motivation to get back on it, doesn't it? So get specific with your plan and see it through. Don't think in your mind that, you know, after three weeks or four weeks, you're not getting the results quick enough. So you're going to jump onto the next thing jump on the, onto the next thing because this is where then you're just not going to be sustaining anything to change your lifestyle and that's what it's all about so let's talk a little bit about the knockbacks yes because you do get knockbacks 100% at, and we, we said that you know you can lose four pound in the first week and then lose nothing in the second week um, lots of diets in inverted commas uh, try to get you drop carbs in the first week, and that means that you lose a lot of weight via water. Yes. Uh, there are lots of diets that get you to have this incrementing of carbohydrate, and that has a similar kind of effect, doesn't it? So you take out carbs the first week, yep. then you introduce them a little bit in the second week, and yep. then the third week, oh, don't worry about it, you can have a sandwich, all that kind of stuff. Yep. And that can make a massive difference psychologically to you, can't yep. it? Yeah. Because as I say, you will go, right, well, I'm not losing any weight now. Why is that? Well, actually realistically, you may find you weren't actually losing weight in the first week. You just didn't eat any carbs. Yeah, yeah. So you can be losing a lot of water and subsequently you will be eating less. Um, and and this is why, like, you know, I've always been quite a big fan of going for a low-carbohydrate diet. And, you know, I'm not saying to eliminate them absolutely at all. But what you do do then is that you'll swap those foods for healthier ones, mm. for more nutritional things like vegetables, uh, full of fibre, which do tend to be less calories as well then on that. So, um, you know, it is very good. But, but like you say, that initial... Initial weight loss makes people think, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Mm. I'm going to do the same next week. They do exactly the same next week, but then they're like, oh no, um, why if, haven't I lost weight this week? And sometimes week? they do more. Yeah. You know, yeah. we've had that. People have done that in Diet Tribe. The next week they say, right, well, hang on a minute. This week I've done to the gym, I've been to the gym three times as much as I did the week before, but I'm not losing any weight. How can that possibly yeah, be? Exactly. And it's just the fact that actually, probably. You're actually building a little bit of muscle mass there. Yeah, your body not, will change. Well, you're not dropping fat. You aren't building muscle mass. You are getting yourself physically fitter. You're not quite so out of breath when you run up the stairs, chasing after the kids, etc., etc. Okay, now, this is a big question and an awful lot of people want to know the answer to. It's so much so, it's probably trending right now online. <laughs> Just us mentioning it. Gin. What drink ideas have you got that I can have in the evening to stop me having a gin? That's tough, isn't it? Right. First of all, should you be replacing gin with anything in the evening? And I don't mean that like, you know, oh, you should be drinking gin every night. No. Um, the trend of gin, while I think it's an amazing thing, and, you know, I started the phrase, who dares gins? Um, <laughs> that, while it is great, it probably shouldn't be anything you have on a Monday to Thursday at all. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, for two reasons. One, because of the calories, yes. but two, because of the psychological effect. When they say it's mother's reading, there's a good reason for that, because gin is a natural depressant, and it's one of the worst things that you can possibly drink if you're trying to get yourself fitter and healthier. Yeah. Uh, you know, the podcast is called Look Good, Feel Great. You're not going to feel great drinking gin. It's no. as simple as that. Yeah, absolutely. While it's an incredibly trendy drink to drink... Yeah. It is not good for you, is it? Yeah. I mean, think of the health implications of drinking alcohol every evening anyway. We all know, you know, you'll see it all of the time, that the the less you drink, the better. Um, and not only because you're going to be drinking less calories and 
probably, you know, like when people drink alcohol, they get the munchies out then because mm. your willpower goes a little bit, but you'll sleep better. So there's so many boxes to tick off the benefits of really reducing your alcohol consumption. Um, that being said, you know, what you've got to consider as well is you don't really want to go drinking calories, particularly if you want to be healthier and you want to lose weight, then you want to try and make sure that your calories are in your food and whatever you're drinking is going to be low as, as low as possible. For example, water, best thing ever. However... That being said, I do know that maybe somebody would like to have... It's a bit like weaning then, isn't it? Mm. Like you could go from being a gin every night drinker to a Friday and Saturday drinker just by weaning yourself. So you could still get that big gin glass or whatever and have a bit more of an adult drink. And um, what I really like is putting grapefruit Mm. into um, a big, like, um, what do you call those things? Shaker? Jar. Mason jar, yes. a mason jar um, in your fridge. Um, chop up some pink grapefruit, put that in there. Even, and I know this might sound a bit strange to some people, but like a, a, a rosemary twig, what yeah, do you yeah. call those? Sprig? Sprig. Sprig of rosemary in there. And then pour yourself that lovely drink because it's got that kind of like dryness mm-hmm. of like gin and alcohol um, that you might enjoy and feel like you're drinking something that's a little bit more adult and it's going to be low in calories as well. And so, um, so yeah, if you did want to wean yourself to drink less gin, then that could be a good way of trying it. And they do some really, really, really good low calorie tonic waters. Yeah. And I I've got to be honest, I we did this uh, a couple of years ago. We did a taste test to see if anybody could tell. We didn't actually tell anybody, but we just gave them really nice tasting tonic waters. We didn't put any gin in them. Yeah, do you know, I can't even taste it. It's exactly. the tonic water. It, a lot of the time the flavour comes from the tonic I water agree. more than it comes from the gin. So I really defy you sometimes. You maybe want to try this as an experiment. If you're in a, you know, if there's a couple of you in a house, uh, maybe you could just say, okay, let's try and figure out, keep a diary, which days do you think there was gin in your tonic water this week? Yeah. And I defy anybody to come yeah. up with the correct answer. I don't answer. think they'll tell. They might not have that kind of ooh feeling, no. but maybe do people that drink gin every night get that woo-woo feeling yeah, anyway? I don't know, but I definitely, I tell you what you will wake up with and that is a much nicer outlook on life. Yes. Um, anyway, <laughs> if you've got questions, we'd love you to send them in. Do that, please. You can do it via thewave.co.uk or tarahammett.com. That would be amazing. Click subscribe and give us five stars. That would be lovely. We'd love a five-star rating. That would be amazing for the podcast.